0: Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins at a home. Visit chrissawyeranny maccom Email him at csawyer at any Mac.com or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345. Corporate NMLS number 338923. Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender. American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC. DBA, Mac Home Mortgage. lo Direct. your First Mortgage Correspondent. License Lender. Broker Number ML 338923. Massachusetts Mortgage Lender and Mortgage Broker. License Number MC 338923. Rhode Island License Lender. License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Jolt Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the poles,
1: and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the '90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not, even close to, the best organization in baseball.
2: They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like you're the Yankees.
1: Welcome to Sports Talk with RJ. I'm Steve Risser, along here with Justin D'Anafrio. And the league has came came to a decision on the uh, on, on Draymond Green. They have suspended him for one game, uh, and I think the suspension is warranted. The suspension is definitely warranted. I mean, for what he did the other night. I know that uh, your boys a bonus started it, but. <laughs> Uh, there's no right to be stepping on a player's chest, in, especially during a game, and then getting the crowd into the game. This guy's got to know better. He absolutely does. I mean, I, I think I think that was – it was not smart at Draymond at all. So he will be suspended for game three, and I think this is it is warranted. Justin, your thoughts on Draymond Green's suspension?
2: Yeah, it was definitely warranted. Um, yeah, Savonis grabbed his leg. Should have been a foul on Savonis as well than it was. But, yeah, there's still no – no reason to go step on, step on him in there, in that situation there. Saturday night, he got away too with sitting on Sabonis late in that game too. Remember, you know, uh, like under a minute, he ended up sitting on green Santa Sabonis didn't get it called, but yeah, you know, them riling up the fans. Yeah. You should know better, but that's, that's who he is. Like if he hasn't figured out at this point that, you know, and again, it's, it's sounded like, you know, big part of why he gets suspension is history. He's always been about this and he's always kind of, His antics have, yeah, got him in trouble. And again, it's uh, not good with his team down 2 0. And, you know, they're pretty uh, thin in the front court right now. So it's going to be a big loss for him. And it's definitely warranted that he got suspended.
1: Absolutely. 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 He should have been suspended. But I don't know how huge, actually, personally, I don't know how huge of a loss it's going to be because Draymond Green hasn't played well. And and to me, he's overrated. Draymond Green is an overrated player. He's not what he was. We're not like we're losing the Draymond Green from 2016. To me, I think Draymond Green is is definitely overrated. I don't know how big of a loss this is actually going to be. Yes, they're thin in the front court, but I think it could be an advantage because they could bring you know they could start because Jordan Poole or DiVincenzo, who have now been inconsistent in the series, they're going to start now, and that's going to add more shooting on the floor. So I actually think this might be a be a blessing in disguise for the Warriors going to Game Three, and I think this might help. They might, this might help them going to this game.
2: It could. Think pool pool has not been good defensively. The Kings have kind of tried to just attack him the whole the first two games. But yeah, you know, if he can knock down shots shooting wise, yeah, you know, it, it could really help out the Warriors. Um, and now because yeah, they because they've they've missed a lot of open shots, and I know we'll get to it, but Damian Mitchell's been unbelievable on Seth Curry, and he's kind of worn him down and he struggled. So yeah, like they they need another guy to kind of step up here, help him out. And yeah, maybe you know pulls that guy. Defense Andro too, you know. Last year he got traded to Sacramento. He didn't like the way that Sacramento kind of you know, he thought he should have started last year and he thought that the Kings were trying to tank his value last year. So I would assume that if he gets an opportunity, he would love to love to uh you know put a put it, you know, put put the Warriors back in the series.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for the Warriors going into Game Three, but I personally think they win, and I think a big reason they win is because they don't have Draymond Green, they don't have that distraction in Game Three. Yeah,
2: I, I could see it. Again, the Kings haven't played well. I don't think the Warriors have either. The Kings have played. I would say the Kings well the haven't I, the I,
1: I, I, I would say the Kings haven't played well. They're up. They're up two zero in the series.
2: But like they they've. They have this has been their two worst shooting two of the worst shooting performance they've had all year like they have not shot the three ball well but for me
1: the Kings are just not a good three-point shooting three-point shooting team in general and they won the game so I think I don't know if you could say they haven't played well
2: but they haven't played well but like I how about they haven't hit their ceiling yet gotcha like okay like they, okay I got I gotcha. you I got you.
1: I got, you I got you I got you
2: so that's where and I don't think going on going on the road I don't think this they played better on the road than they did at home this year so I don't think, you know, I, I, look, I'll be honest. I think the Kings win this thing in five. Yeah. I think the Warriors get either game three or game four, but I think the Kings win this in five. I'm five confident right now.
1: Five? Yeah, five? No, it,
0: the, road. the Kings
1: in five? This is the defending yeah. champ. Still, still, I know the Warriors are not as good this year. This is still the defending champs. This is still the Warriors. Five?
2: I still, I think the ages. is, I think the age, I, uh, Damian Mitchell's been locked down on, on, not locked down, but he's held Seth Curry in check. And the the numbers he's putting on off offensively for him is an added bonus. Again, his nickname's Off Night. He's done a great job. He's held he's still he's held Steph Curry at ten turnovers, eight assists. He's been unbelievable. Curry only took one shot when he guarded him the other night on 19 possessions. I I the Kings are the better team right now. I think they win this thing. I think they figure out winning this thing in five.
1: Yeah, it's it's it, it's it's close, it's close, but I'm definitely not counting out the Warriors yet. But the big question though is is now that the Warriors are down 2-0, how much concern should we have for them? I think there should be a ton of concern because of how poorly they played on the road. And and you've said it, the Kings, you you in your opinion, you think the Kings are a better team, and that's it. And, and arguably in this series they are.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I am very concerned about the Warriors. You know, don't agree now. Again, Kevin Looney again, he gets in foul trouble like he did the other night. Who do they got to guard's a bonus? There's, you know they're going to struggle down low i feel like you know like they they've missed a lot of open shots i will give them that you know cuz the kings have really have not been great wise over, you know they've they've overpenetrated a lot defensively um but like you yeah, if if and clay's not the same guy defensively like the kings have attacked him on that end of the floor as well he's just again and you know he's had four knee surgeries or whatever it is I just, I, I'm very concerned about the Warriors. They, they had 11 road wins all year. You're gonna have to win a couple in Sacramento, and I don't know if they're gonna be able to do that.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They're gonna have to win at least one of those games. At least one. They, they will not win this series because they are the, they are the lower seed. They're gonna have to win at least one game in Sacramento. And yeah, they just have been so bad on the road this year. But personally, I do think the Warriors still win the series. I do think they win the next four. I just, I'm so confident in the Warriors. I, 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 they're, 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 they're been the gold standard in the NBA for the last, you know, seven, eight years. I still think, I don't know if they win. I don't think they're going to win the championship, but I still think they come back and win the series.
2: Really? You're not, I, again, I could see it. Well, I guess they are the Warriors and it's like, I I wouldn't be totally shocked. I just, again, they've won four championships. Like the age is getting to them. You got a King scene. That's kind of they really don't have much. Well, I guess now you're up 2 0 and you have something you know, you can't you don't want to blow a 2 0 series lead here. But for the Warriors, it's kind of like we've won four, we're down 2 0. Like, is there a ton of motivation really to get back in there and, and try to win the series? Like, it's you know, they've done it four times already for the Kings scene. This King seems hungry. Yeah. I, I, again, it I wouldn't be shocked. Curry can go off for 50, and yeah, and you know, it, it wouldn't totally shock me. But I, I think the Kings right now are in good shape, and I think. Maybe five to stretch, maybe, but I, 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 I just, I think the Kings find a way to, I, and I think the Kings find a way and I think they continue to be the better team. I just, I, the way the Kings, the Kings have also, they haven't lost more than three straight since the month of November and they played five back to backs this year against like the same opponent um on back to back nights. They never lost the second night of that back-to-back. So, like, they've been really good at making adjustments against teams. So, that's why I feel like, too, like, Mike Brown's done a good job and he knows the Warriors. I just think I don't see the Kings blowing this.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, they, they still they, – yeah, up to 0 they have a very, very good chance of winning this series. And here's here's the big question, too, for the Kings. What do they have to do to put the Warriors away? And I'll let you, I'll let you go first as a Kings fan. What do they got to do to put this Warriors team away up 2 Um, For me –
2: uh, you got it. Without Draymond Green, go after Kevin Kevin Looney on on uh, Thursday night. Get him in foul trouble early. Let the let the Sabonis kind of attack. Now he is questionable. He's been playing with a broken thumb on his right hand. I would assume he's gonna play tomorrow night. But attack. Get him in foul trouble because the Warriors front court is thin. Um, and, and the, you know Sabonis is looking to go off. You know he played better in Game Two than he did in Game One. And number two for me is Davion Mitchell. You know. I kind of said, you know, Curry, one shot and 19 possessions the other night. He's been unbelievable, and it's been an added bonus that he's been able, that he put up 14 the other night offensively, because that's not a strong suit of his game. But defensively, the way he's been on Curry, he's kind of, you know, um, he's worn him out here. It, again, Curry's going to get his 30, but as long as you don't let him get 40 or 45, like as long as you don't get him too hot and they, you know, I, I think Mitchell, if he continues to play as well as he has some defensive in the floor, I like it. And then the Kings, their their starters are like nine for 45 from three. Their starters, if Keegan Murray can start going, Kevin Herter, um, even Harrison Barnes, they can knock down shots. They, if they start open, knock you know, open shots as well. Well, you know, watch out. I don't know how this Warrior team's going to stop them because defensively, they're not, they they got some weaknesses defensively. And I think the Kings kind of continue to expose that. And a couple of the Kings starters have not played well. And I I think when they do and they kind of figure it out. It, the Warriors have a tough time to figure, stop slowing them down.
1: And I'm glad you taught, brought up some of the King stars like like Herner and Herner, uh, Kevin Herner and Murray. Because uh, for me, the, if those two guys step up and start to play well, I think they're going to win the series. I think that they, they, I think they need those two guys, they definitely need those two guys to step up. And then Fox has got to continue to be how great he is in, in clutch time, and he's been great all year long. So Fox being great in clutch time, and Herter and Murray stepping up, if the Kings do those things, I think they are going to win the series in five.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I think they, they absolutely could. Yeah, Fox, as you mentioned, too, the mid-range, you know, thought about putting him in there, too. But, look, yeah, the mid-range game, he's got one of the best in in the sport. He's just so good at getting to a spot. And, yeah, you know, when what Fox has done all year, as you talk about the clutches, is you've kind of seen it, too, in game, game one and game two, is he's so much more of a distributor in the first half, and he kind of conserves his energy for the third and fourth quarter, and that's where he kind of gets going and he'll tar- take over. So, yeah, if he continues to do that, the Warriors going to have tough times. Um, stopping them and you know yeah the Kings should win this thing and hopefully five games would be nice be nice to close this thing out at home
1: yeah uh, uh, yeah absolutely absolutely but for me i think the warriors are going to hit their threes and i think that fox isn't going to play as well in golden state and i think i think i still think that the warriors are going to win the series but the kings have a very very good chance of winning the series
2: yeah, I'm a little surprised. I thought maybe the the way that they played the first two nights, maybe change your mind. But yeah, I, I I could see. I know it's it's tough to bet against the Warriors. If if it wasn't, they weren't playing the Kings, I might be with you. That yeah, they could find a way to win four straight here. Um, but yeah, I just I think the King again. I want you know, I'll be honest. I'm already kind of looking ahead. Like I want the Lakers next. I I want the Lakers. You know, like that that'd be great to knock them out as well. The two two biggest Kings rivals be great. So I'll be honest. I'm already. And I shouldn't be looking past the Warriors, but I'm already a little bit am. And I'm kind of hoping the Lakers move on as well.
1: I will say this. If the Kings win game three, I'll admit it's over. All
2: right. All right. <laughs> I'm good with that. Yeah. They, again, they, yeah, I would hope they don't blow a but, 3-0 lead. But, yeah, you know, I, I could totally see it. Kings, uh, you know, it'd be great to go 3-0. But, yeah, I think the Warriors probably, this is
1: one I think the Warriors get out of the, out of the five, I think it goes. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with the Kings and the Warriors. They play again on Thursday night in San Francisco, but we're going to stay in the Western Conference to talk about the favorite to win the NBA championship, and that's the Phoenix Suns, and they won last night 123-109 uh, over the uh, over the Clippers. I mean, Devin Booker was great. Kevin Durant played really well. CP3 was better. than he was in game one. Torrey Craig really stepped up, uh, stepped up. So the big thing is here is who has the edge in the series? And I do think it's still pretty obvious that it is the Suns because they definitely are the more talented team, especially with the Clippers not having Paul George. But with the way Kawhi has played and with the way Russell Westbrook has played in the series, the Clippers, I still do think without Paul George, definitely have a chance to knock off the Suns.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I think this thing, I think I was with you last week and picking this thing at five. I think this thing goes a distance. I think this thing goes seven. I'm kind of, I am a little bit concerned about the Suns. You know, they just don't they don't have the depth guys outside of their starters. And that's kind of what's worrying me. And yeah, when Kawhi goes on a mission, man, it's, it's tough to stop him I and mean, he can be, he can kind of take out a team himself. And um, yeah, like again, you know, Westbrook was nine for 16 last night. Like, you know, I know it's tough after you lose a performance, you know, from, and you get, you know, Westbrook actually shot the ball pretty well for his standards last night. But yeah, you know, I, the Clippers kind of confused him in game one and even the first half of last night. So um with all the defensive changes they kind of kind of made. But yeah, I think the Suns still find a way to win the series just because they do have a little bit more talent. But yeah, I'm I'm a little bit worried. I would not be surprised if the Clippers knocked them off.
1: Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, but the way Westbrook's played and Kawhi has been out. He was outstanding last night. I think it was like 31, 8, and 7. He almost had a triple-double. Man, in the playoffs, Kawhi is so good. Kawhi is so mm-hmm. good in the playoffs. If this team had Paul George, they they would have a very good chance to win the West. But the problem is, is, and you saw last night with the Suns making an adjustment in the second half, blitzing Kawhi. There really isn't anyone else outside of Paul George on that team that you could trust to hit a big shot. Russell Westbrook, yes, he's played well, but definitely you can't trust him beyond the arc to make a big shot. Uh, Eric Gordon, his best days are behind him. I know he played well in game one, but his best days are behind him. So there really isn't anyone outside of Paul George you can trust to make a big shot. That's why I definitely still think the Suns have the edge, but the Clippers are definitely giving them a better series than I thought.
2: Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. But yeah, you know, the second half, as you mentioned, there's a good point. You know, yeah, like they, they really made it tough for Kawhi in the second half to kind of get anything going. Yeah, they just don't have the guys to step up. You know, look, if, if the Clippers could somehow win this series and get Paul George back, I think the Clippers could very well win the West. I just oh, don't absolutely. know if they're going to be able to have enough to get by this by the Suns this series. Again, I think, yeah, as we mentioned a few minutes ago, I think this thing goes a se- distance now. But, yeah, I just, I think the Suns just, going to have a little bit too much talent for the, for the Clippers. And yeah, you know, I think Kawhi, they need somebody to step up around Kawhi and I just don't trust a lot of, I don't trust a lot of the other pieces that they have right now. And that's the big
1: problem. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Now, in this series, in the first two games, the Suns scored 23 bench points combined in the two games. The big question is, how big of a concern is the Suns' bench, as Sun or the or you or you would say the Suns' depth? And I think it's a major concern. I think it's a major concern. I think it's a concern in this series. It's a major concern going forward. Their depth is terrible. Their benches might be the worst of any team in the postseason. I mean, that's what you get when you trade for Kevin Durant because you have to end up trading. Uh, you trade. Michael Bridges and Cam Johnson, and say you had you didn't make that trade, you would have a Cam Johnson and a Torrey Craig coming off your bench. Now your bench is absolutely terrible because you traded for Kevin Durant, but that's the price you pay for trading for Kevin Durant. But I think the bench is definitely a major concern for the for the for the Suns going forward.
2: Yeah, it absolutely is. They just yeah, as you mentioned, it is probably one of the worst benches yeah right now in the playoffs. And yeah, you can see they just they you know nobody's been able to. They got twenty three points in the first two nights and. You know, look, Booker last night at 25 in the second half. You know, Durant's a superstar, as we all know. Like, Durant can do it, you know. But, yeah, like, if one of those two have an off night, Kurt Paul bounced back and had a better game two than he did game one. But, yeah, if, like, for some reason, you know, they didn't kind of need that third guy, you know, you're not really getting it out. Uh, you know, there's no chance you're getting out of that bench. And when you play, like, a Nuggets team that's, you know, they don't have a ton of bench scoring either. But, you know, when you, when you got a team that's got more talent, a little bit, or on the same so level, the why. same amount of
1: talent, and say like in that series that yeah. Porter Junior. and Murray, especially out in out in Denver, have good games, and say that you know Chris Paul does doesn't have a good game, and say, say yeah, and it's, it's say your bench has a terrible game. You you're gonna lose that game on the road.
2: Yeah, yeah that's a great point. Yeah, that that's going to be something that could come back and haunt them. You know, against the way the Lakers are playing right now, you know they got a Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves that are playing really well right now. Like yeah, there's you know the Suns like it you know. That, that's a problem when you maybe, if they can get by the Clippers here, that, that's something that could really affect them moving forward is that some of these other teams could have a bench here, have some other guys that knock down shots and the same night, night in and night out, you kind of know who's going to play well for the sons or for the Suns, You don't know who's going to, if anybody could kind of step up around Durant and Booker and Paul and even Aiden, you know, can you have like that fifth score and kind of, help out when somebody's having a down night. And I don't know if the Suns team has it.
1: Absolutely. 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 But for right now, I do have the Suns win it in six, but I would not be surprised if the Clippers pull, pull a major upset here.
2: No, I wouldn't either. You now Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. You, you know, Kawhi Leonard has uh, been unbelievable. Um You know, I guess we shouldn't be surprised that he could kind of do this, you know, by himself right now. Like he really shouldn't be that shocking, but it, it, it still is. And yeah, I, I think the war, I mean, Think the Clippers have a chance here, but
1: yeah, I, I think the Suns find a way to win this thing in seven games. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we'll move on to the Eastern Conference. And last night, the Cavs uh knocked off the Knicks uh 107 to 90, to even that series. And it'll be a big night for Darius Garland. Donovan Mitchell was getting everybody involved. Uh Clavert was big off the bench. So the Cavs even the series a 1-1. And uh the big question is who this is a tough one, who has the edge in the series right now? And this might surprise you, and I'm not being biased. But I'm still going to say the Knicks. I think I think the games Julius Randle have had. Julius Randall has had in these first two games of the series. He had 19 in game one. He had 22 in game two. Julius Randle has proved that he's fine. I know last night there was a scare with Jared Allen <laughs> with, his, with the back injury, but I think Julius Randle has proved that he is fine. Uh, Jalen Brunson came up big in game one. I do think the Knicks have the edge in the series, but for them to win this series, guys have to guys outside of uh, Brunson and Randle have to step up. And and then Josh Hart, I'll, I'll give it to him in game one. Josh Hart was good in game one as well. But guys like IQ, guys like, especially R.J. Barrett, R.J. Barrett, you got to be start playing like the number three overall pick because you're not right now in the series. And uh, and uh, Quentin Grimes, those Grimes, uh, Barrett, and uh, I, and quickly, they have to step up for the Knicks to win this series because you saw what the Cavs did. did, did uh, last night they started to blitz they started blitz Bronson and forced the knicks to shoot threes and the knicks did not shoot threes well last night at all they were seven for 24 from three point range so the iq uh barrett barrett and grimes definitely have to step up for this Knicks team to win this series and i feel like in the garden those guys are going to step up I, i and i also don't think darius garland is going to play as well as he played last night donovan mitchell he's going to be great every game he's the best player in the series but I don't think the bench for the Cavs is going to be as, as good in the garden or, and I don't think Garland will be as good at at Madison square garden. So I do think the Knicks have the edge in the series, but they got to get contributions from Barrett IQ and Grimes.
2: Yeah, I think that I, I have the Knicks right now at seven, just because I think the Knicks win the home games. And I think that they got the one game one on the road that they stole that one. I I feel like the Knicks could kind of go, you know, in New York, find a way to kind of, you know, win the three home games here. Um, but yeah, for the for the next, you know, the great point is, yeah, the, the, who else? It's kind of like the Suns, like who kind of else on this team's gonna step up? You know, I know we've seen at times from quickly, you know, Josh Hart. I know was battling an ankle injury last night, but game one he was phenomenal. Him and Jalen Brunson kind of carried the load on Saturday night. Um, you know, and, and Randall too played well in game one. Um, but yeah, like Barrett Barrett's got to play better. He's got to hit shots because he's averaging, you know, he's averaging ten and a half points so far in the series. Like that, you got to get more out of him. You know, and because especially last night, like, you know, with the Cavs, like they, they really have four guys that, you, that, that they can lean on the score. Again, like, you know, Isaac Okor, again, he's a great defender. He's not a threat offensively at all. But then you get 24 off the bench from Chris Vert, like that's their fifth guy, you know, it potentially could be. So I feel like for both teams, like it's who's kind of that one guy that's not really a big threat that can kind of have a big night and win you games and kind of help you out. And I think the Knicks have more of those guys than the Cavs do. And I think that's also why I'm leaning towards the Knicks right now as well.
1: Yeah. I'm, and I, I picked the Cavs, you know, before the series started, but seeing the way Randall has played in the first two games, I've changed my pick and I picked the Knicks. I I think the Knicks win this series in six. Cause I do think this Knicks team that is better than the Knicks team they had two years ago is going to win. Win every game they play in Madison Square Garden. I think Madison Square Garden is going to be a great home court advantage. I think they're going to win every game they play in the Garden. I love the way Brunson stepped up late in in game uh in game one. Uh, he's proven to be a top, a really good player. He's proven to be, a, he's proven that uh, to be an all star in this league. He's a really good player. Dallas must feel real. Dallas made a terrible move not resigning him and then trading for Kyrie. That's another story for another day. But uh, yeah, I, I, I am. I even though they lost last night as a Knicks fan, I am still confident. That the Knicks are going to win this series.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm with you too. I think they find a way. Yeah, Brunson, Brunson's just a winner, man. They, you saw it at Nova. You're seeing it. Yeah, you saw it last year with Dallas. You're seeing it now at the Knicks. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox, Jalen Brunson, the two most underrated players in the sport. Absolutely, I, I think so. Yeah. I definitely
1: think. I definitely think they are. I mean, De'Aaron Fox has proven to be a top five, close to a top fifteen player, and Jalen mm-hmm. Brunson's proven to be close to a top twenty five player.
2: Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. You know, both of them look so far really good in the first two games, and, and yeah, both both those two can look like they are capable of um winning a couple games for their teams in in this in you know their series. So, yeah, you know, I again, yeah, as you mentioned with the Mavericks, they they really uh really made a huge mistake not re-signing him because that man is just a pure winner. in Jalen Brunson and yeah, Fox. I've been I've been trying to raise the Fox flag for years now, and it's finally nice that he's been able to do it on the big stage.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely for you, it's been nice. And Brunson just stepping up the way he has. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see this series when it shifts back to the Garden. Jared Allen is going to get it from those fans on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Friday night, they're going to be all over. You're going to hear the Allen, Allen, oh, Allen yeah. chants at Madison Square Garden on Friday night.
2: Yes, you will. Even though I don't think he intentionally tried, I just think he was still playing hard, which I respect. And, yeah, Thibodeau, I know uh, Tim, Thibodeau Tim, Tim, lo- Tim. loves Thibodeau. Yeah, Tim should never Tim had should Randall have handle
1: in the him game. Him. Never should have him in the game there.
2: No, especially because he's still he's still battling an injury right now. Like, that was dumb. Um, but yeah, I know the Knicks fans will will let Jared Allen hear that on a uh, Friday night. They're not they're gonna give him a hard time.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And yeah, in this series, you know Mitchell is gonna make his impact. Mitchell's the best player on the floor, but I do think the Knicks, and they proved this in game one. I think the Knicks are the deeper team. And I think if you're taking the first three guys, if you're drafting a team. You're taking that. You're taking the, you're taking the, the Knicks. For, you're taking like if you're drafting team. Obviously, you're ta- if you're drafting team, obviously you're taking Mitchell first. But second, you're definitely. T- I think you're taking Brunson. Uh, you may take Garland third, but the third best player on the Knicks is, and that's and that's a uh, no. That's a tough one too. So yeah, I think the starting lines are pretty even, but I think the depth is going to be the difference, and that showed up in Game One. And if if Hart and IQ play really, really well in in the two games in Madison Square Garden. I think the Knicks win those games. I think Brunson and Randall are going to play really well in those two games.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's got to help part two that he's got the extra day now, and I, not, that you're not playing a Friday now, so you got the extra 24 hours to get that ankle healthy. So, yeah, that that it definitely helps. But, yeah, I think the Knicks are a little bit deeper right now. Um, you know, yeah, like Randall, I think, continues – you know, I, I think Randall will have a good game. But, yeah, I just – you know um, – as I mentioned, you know, LeVert, you know, at 24 last night, played really well, but you know, he's very streaky at times. Like, you know, he's, game one, he didn't play well. So, like, if he's not knocking down shots, yeah, like I don't know who else outside of like the um, the Cavs' other four guys, I don't know who's going to hit shots for him. You know, like they just, you know, like they were trying to find answers any way they could on Saturday night. Like they threw Dean Wade in there. He he kind of he struggled to find it, any rhythm going. So. Yeah, like I, I feel like the Knicks are a little bit deeper. And I think at home, you know, yeah, Brunson, I, I think, you know, he wanted to go into New York. I think, you know, he's got his opportunity here play at playing for, you know, in MSG. I think he has a great game three and game four. And yeah, I think the, the Knicks find a way to win it. I think it goes seven, but I at the Knicks um think find a way to do win it.
1: Yeah, I got the Knicks in six. I got the Knicks in six because I think their bench will be what is the difference. that outscored the Cavs bench 37-14 in game one. I think Brunson and Randall are good, and I think I think Barrett and Grimes are going to step up in these two games in New York. I got a good feel. i got, I got faith in them. If they don't, I am going to be so upset, especially at RJ Barrett.
2: Yeah, that yeah, this is the moment for Barrett. I know. Yeah, the number three overall pick. This is kind of the time to shine and kind of you know show that you know you were really worth that number three overall selection. And yeah, this, like this is this is these two games coming up are are huge for him. Yeah, you you're, you the next definitely need him to kind of play two of the best games and yeah, you know, another guy, Quinn Grimes, Um, he can knock down shots as well. Yeah, the, the Knicks are gonna be great shape in the series and could very well be 3-1 heading back to Cleveland.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But we got to move on to the other Eastern Conference series last night, and the Celtics went up 2-0 on the Hawks. They won 119-106, but that game wasn't even indicative of the final score. They dominated that game. Uh, Jason Tatum has been great in the postseason so far. He had 29. White had 26. Brown had 18. And realistically, the Celtics are just getting ready to play the the, the, the Sixers. The Hawks are just an inferior team to the Celtics. Trey Young, I think his value has gone down over the last couple years. Yes, he's a good player, but he's been held – I think he's 3-for-13 – from three point range in the two games. He just has not elevated his team or really stepped up that much, especially in the last two postseasons. And I think this is this this series is going to be done in five.
2: Yeah, I I think it's on a four. I don't I don't wow. see the Hawks. This is a, I mean, a I'll, bad
1: matcher for the Hawks. I'll, I'll give Trey one game at home. You think yeah. Trey would be able to win one game at home. After getting to the conference finals two years ago, how disappointed would that to get be get to be getting swept? But Quinn Snyder's got a lot he's got to change it with this Hawks team. He's got to change this culture.
2: Oh yeah. They, I thought they the Hawks were better without Trey Young on the floor last night. That's when they made their big run there without him on the floor. It was you know Murray that was the big guy kind of stepped up. Yeah, you know, as you mentioned, Young's been Young's really strode from behind the arc. Again, but they could just the Celtics throw so many weapons at him defensively, and he's kind of strove. And again, the Celtics just keep attacking him on the defensive end of the floor. He can't guard anybody. You know, Derek White's been awesome offensively. You know, and the Celtics just dominated the paint. They had 64 points in there last night. I I know the, the Hawks had a, you know, big night on the offensive glass, but I just, I don't see Trey Young uh, being able to steal one at, at home. I just think this, the way the Celtics just guard him defensively, I think he's continuing to have a rough night. And, you know, I know the Hawks have some guys off the bench that could do it, but I, I love the Celtics' defense, and they've kind of um, did a good job on all of them so far. And I just think this is just such, such a bad matchup for the Hawks. And I think the Celtics go down to Atlanta and, and, you know, finish the sweep off.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I could, I could see that happening. I think the Celtics win in five, but I could very easily seeing see, I could very easily see the Celtics sweeping them, but we got to move on to tonight's game. And there's a big game tonight in Memphis as the Lakers who are up one, oh, face the Grizzlies. And it looks like John Morant, there's a good chance John Morant won't play in this game. And the big question is, do the Grizzlies have any shot, at winning tonight without John Morant. And I'm going to say no. I, I don't care if they're at home. No, they were outscored 15-0 in, in the last three minutes of that game without John Morant. He's clearly their best player. He makes the Desmond Baines, the Jaron Jacksons, the uh, Dylan Brooks. He makes those guys better. Uh, I, 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 I I don't think they really have any chance of winning this game without uh, without John Morant. And you, and you look at the way the Lakers have played and the guys who have stepped up for them. Austin Reeves, Rory Huchamora, Russell, De'Angelo Russell had 19 points. Blinka did a really, really good job, you know, putting this team uh, really, really uh, making change to this team at the trade deadline.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm with you. I think the Grizzlies, I think, you know, Ty Jones is a good off on the player, but defensively, he's not anywhere. You know, he, he's not a great defender. And I you saw Austin Reeves kind of expose him the other day. And yeah, like I, I think the also for the Grizzlies, you're already down Steven Adams, who's another starter, and you're down Brandy Clark, who's like your sixth man. You're down three of your six backs, you know, you know, three of your, six best players now yeah it's pretty tough and they're 35 and six at home this year like maybe they find a way to steal this one but like yeah I'm I'm kind of with you like the way Hachimura stepped up Austin Reeves you know Anthony Davis had a really good day but like LeBron James didn't have to really do much and they still won by 16 so yeah that's I, not a good sign for the Grizzlies
1: if LeBron doesn't have to do a lot and you still win by 16
2: yeah yeah that that that's a scary thing and I think the I think the the Grizzlies are in a lot of trouble here. And, you know, maybe they find a way to steal this one, but look, I, I think the Lakers can win this thing, you know, in five, you know, I just, I, I without Morant, like it's just shooting hand. Like, it, I, I don't know if you could shoot something off for him in his wrist because you gotta have some feeling in that. So I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like how effective would he even be if he plays tonight, you know, if it's his offhand, sure. But the shooting hand, I don't, it, it seems pretty difficult for him to go out there and play tonight. And I think he said in his press conference, too, it was a 10 on Sunday after the game. Like his wow. paint threshold from 1 to 10 was a 10. So I can't imagine he plays in this game tonight.
1: Oh yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think he's going to play. And I think the Lakers are going to are definitely going to win tonight. I think LeBron and AD and uh, they're going to get contributions from Russell. Even they might even get get contributions from Hachimura, but they very least get contributions from Malik Beasley, who's played well for them. Mm-hmm. So and 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 we saw what Austin Reeves did on Sunday. So I think that this is a the Lakers. They I mean, Palenka did an outstanding job at the trade deadline trading Russell Westbrook. Get you know, no. It's first, it was getting Hachimura in a trade, then trading Westbrook, and then getting D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley. So I, I think they've done it. The, the Lakers have done it. They're playing really well right now. I picked the Grizzlies before the series, but right now I'm taking the Lakers in six. I, I, I I'm taking the Lakers in six right now. I, I just really, really like the way they're playing.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I think they win the thing. I. You know, depends if you could tell me Morant's out tonight, but he can be back in game three, game four. Maybe the Grizzlies steal two and they can take this to six. But if not, I think the Grizzlies go. I think the Lakers win this thing in five. Um, but, yeah, like, I expect LeBron to play better tonight. Yeah, you, you know, you don't need production. Um, You know, you're not getting production from all, yeah, Russell, Hakimura, you know Reeves, but yeah you know milik beasley's a good shooter maybe he does a little bit more tonight you know i expect Anthony davis have another big game today you know lebron's gonna play better tonight but yeah i just uh, yeah like the lakers did a really good job of kind of finally figuring out getting some shooters you know they had what the first or second best you know record since the all-star break they're playing really well so yeah I, i think this lakers team right now and i just think with the grizzlies look you know the team that's been pretty cocky the last kind of couple years they haven't for a team that hasn't won anything and you know i i know some injuries here have kind of started to pile up for him but you know but let's let's see how they kind of battle adversity tonight and i think the lakers knock come down and look i said and we we're talking about the kings no, let's let's get it ready let's let's get a lakers uh king's semifinal here i know yeah sacramento's been waiting 20 years for for this rematch <clears throat>
1: Oh, they want that revenge. They want that revenge oh, from yeah. 2002. They felt like they should have won that series in 2 when the mm-hmm. Kings had pages Soyakovich, uh, Chris Weber and, and Mike, Mike, Wabby. maybe and body D So they, they want their, and Jason Williams, they want their revenge over the Lakers. That'll be another really, really fun series. If they, if they went up against each other.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It absolutely would. So yeah, you know, I said, uh, I'm hoping, uh, you know, we can get that, that rematch going and, uh, yeah, it'd be awesome to get another shot at those guys. I would, I would uh, love to see it. Love, love to see uh, another Kings Lakers series.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So going from one superstar that's hurt to another, from John Morant to Giannis, Anthony to Kumpo. Giannis got hurt. He only played eleven minutes in the Heat's and the Bucs lost to the Heat. But the Heat did lose Tyler Hero too. I think the big, the biggest, the biggest thing, the biggest question is for the Bucks: What do the Bucs have to do? To go what, what do the Bucs have to do to uh, even the series tonight? And I think it's pretty simple Drew Holiday has got to have a great game, and Middleton's got to continue to play the way they did in game one. If those two things happen, I think the Bucs, even without Giannis, have a very good chance of evening the series.
2: Yeah. My first one is how about you play with some pride tonight? I did not see any of that on oh, Sunday. Wow. I saw a team
1: that oh, wow. kind
2: of just look, I know you lost Giannis, I know he's a superstar, I know he's one of the best players in the sport, but come on, this is a Heat team that came out. Played Friday night on short rest, came all the way up to Milwaukee, and they came into your house and punked you. And it's a team that's not even that great offensively. I they know. came in did whatever they wanted.
1: 130 points. Yeah.
2: Yeah. On your home floor. After, you know, you you really haven't had it. I know it's been like two weeks and they had a meaningful game, but man, they they went in the you, you know, they the Bucks gotta go go out there tonight, and play some pride and actually um, yeah, you know, defensively, they gotta be a lot better. But look, you know, I think you know as you mentioned, Milton got to continue to play well. Drew Holiday, Bobby Portis too. You know, if he put up 21 the other night, he's another one. If they can get like another 20 points from him, contribution-wise. You know, the Bucks would be in good shape. And you know, and actually, I just have this stat too for for the Bucks in their three-point shooting. Okay. When they shoot over, you know, since this, this is since the playoffs in 2019, they're 22 and five when they shoot at least 35% from three. Then they're, they're 16 and 18. When they shoot less than that and their last three playoff losses, they've shot 21 or 24% from three, 12% and 24.4% from three. The bucks hit threes. Yeah. They can win this game. If not, they're going to lose.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I do think they win tonight. I do think they win tonight with Giannis and I do think they end up winning this series in six. I'll take them to win this series in six, but it probably is going to, this could because of Giannis's injury and them not being ready to play. This could go a game or two, too long that, that it could hurt them down the line in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, it absolutely could. It 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 definitely could. We, you know, we saw the heat down there in the bubble. They, they gave, you know, they upset Milwaukee. I could see it again, but I, I think Giannis is going to be back, and I think the Bucs do find a way. Yeah, I think this thing probably goes six, you know, maybe seven, but I, I think the Bucs are still, they got a little bit more talent. Again, you know, Jimmy Butler had a phenomenal game. But, yeah, I think the Bucs will have a little bit more talent. I think they will find a way to kind of overcome the series. But, yeah, it could really affect them down the line because everyone's, you know, they should beat the Knicks or the Cavs. But, again, I think those are two teams that could potentially, you know, sneak up on them and give them another kind of six, seven game battle. And, you know, look, Celtics away their playing. Maybe they get done with the Sixers in five games. They got more rest. So, yeah, it could be something that affects them down
1: the line. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So now we're going to talk about the two worst series in the first round quickly. And uh, first, we'll talk about tonight's game between the T Wolves and Nuggets. And, and, and the simple fact about this series I think the Nuggets are going to win in five. And, here, here, and here's another fact the T Wolves are just a better team without Rudy Gobert. I mean, honestly, they, they shoot the ball better from three. You saw that playing game with the Lakers. That was the best we've seen of the T Wolves all season long. They're a better team without Gobert. They, this, but they can't get rid of him. They're stuck with him because, uh because he's, he's making because he's making forty one million a year. They get, maybe one of the worst trades I've ever seen in the NBA. And honestly, I, I think that Anthony Towns and Edwards could be off this team in the next couple of years because they are so because this team is just going to go nowhere with Rudy Gobert on it. Yeah, yeah bear.
2: Would they give up on four or for five four, first round picks? Four, four, four first round picks. Wow, that's a. Uh... Danny yeah. Ainge, man, he can really, he can yeah. really, uh, he can really negotiate trades there. Cause yeah, the Gobert's been, you know, look, at Gobert can kind of slow down, you know, like, the Joker, you know, defensively. Maybe he can hang in there, but yeah, I just,
0: again, Please. Gobert,
2: yeah, that guy's a train, that guy's a train wreck, and yeah, what, a, what a trade there, and yeah, Townsend Edwards, yeah, they, they could be gone the next couple of years. They did Now that like the Timberwolves, they just kind of, they want to try to, you know, kind of make this game ugly. I think the Nuggets just got way too much sound. I'm with you. I think, wouldn't be shocked as a sweep, but I think Minnesota finds a way to win one at home. But yeah, this Gobert trade, that thing, you know, one of the, uh, it's definitely going to go down as one of the worst trades in NBA history.
1: Absolutely. And then another series that should be quick, and that's the Nets and the 76ers. James Harden pretty much just took the game off on Monday night, and they still won by 12 points because the Nets just don't have any t- top-end talent. They don't. I mean, I'm no offense to, you know, Bridges and Camp Johnson. But they were guys the Suns gave away to get Kevin Durant. So I mean, it's just like the Nets. Yes, Jack Fallon's done a great job with this team. But this team, if they, if they if this was their team all year long, they would have they would have definitely not made it out of the playing tournament. And it's proven in this series. The Sixers won game one by twenty. I mean, they win the game on Monday night when Harden just doesn't even think there's a game. He just didn't show up on Monday night at all. So uh, I think the Sixers this series will go no more than five games.
2: No, I'm with you, but uh, yeah, like yeah, I think the net the Nets have a lot of like good kind of pieces, but yeah, they're missing that star, like you know, obviously they they had those stars, but you know we we all know what happened after that, and yeah, like the Sixers played so bad in the first half, you know, like Maxi saved, and they look so lethargic, and I there's think no they're mo- kind of like no yeah
1: motivation, yeah. there's no yeah. motivation playing a team like this in the playoffs,
2: yeah and and you know, yeah, they still won by twelve and beat saw twenty nineteen, and they doubled them, so yeah. I did the thing's over four or five games that the the Sixers should roll. And um, you know, yeah, this this is a simple one.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So so we have a quarterback who got a huge, huge deal on Monday. But before we talk about that, we're gonna hear from our friends at JPEG Financial and Shamrock Home Inspections.
0: Do you have a four oh one K and some savings for future retirement, but don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? How often are you thinking about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial, educational and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal tailored plan. Lasting meaningful and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services Inc member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors Inc. Jpex Financial Group LLC is not a registered broker dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. Jpex Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard Glastonbury Connecticut. There's no bigger in- There's no bigger investment than home ownership. And to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person doing all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com.
1: So it has happened. The Eagles have extended Jalen Hurts. They extended him to a they got, he got a five-year, $250 million extension on Monday, and uh th- this is a big deal for the Eagles, but this is well-deserved for Jalen Hurts. I mean, the guy's worked so hard. He's overcame so much adversity. We remember him getting pulled in the national championship game for Tua. Then he had to sit, pretty much sit behind Tua. The, the, outside of that one game where he came in and won that SEC title game, he pretty much sat behind Tua the entire 2018 season, then went to Oklahoma. This is a big reason why he got drafted. He had a huge year mm-hmm. at Oklahoma. He gets drafted in the second round by the Eagles, sits behind Carson Wentz that first year. He had a average rookie. He had a so-so First year as a starter in 2021, and there was a lot of rumors that the Eagles might try, want to get a quarterback. And last year was definitely a year where Jalen Hurts had to have a good year or the Eagles thought, might have thought – might were, uh, and the Eagles – if they didn't have a good year last year, the Eagles probably were thinking about going in another direction. And he had a phenomenal year. Really, out, he was great in that – outside of the fumble, he was outstanding in the Super Bowl. A lot of fans wish he would have gotten a shot at the end of the game uh, to, to drive the Eagles down the field. But, unfortunately, but for, Eagle, for, for, for most people, unfortunately, he didn't because of the holding call. But uh, he, this is this is a well-deserved contract for him. Here's the one thing, though. I think I, I wish he would have done. I wish he would have tried to get more guaranteed money than Kyler Murray. He's a better quarterback than mm. Kyler Murray. I, th- I wish he would have gotten more guaranteed money than Kyler Murray. That's the one thing I'm a little disappointed in Hurts for. But he got. He, he does have more. He is, does, he is getting more money per year than any player in the NFL. And you yeah, knew it was going to happen. He's the next guy up. You knew he, you knew he was going to get north of fifty million. I'm a little bit surprised though he didn't get you know over more than Kyler Murray or even over two hundred million guaranteed. That's just the thing I'm a little bit surprised about.
2: Yeah, yeah, I was a little bit surprised by that, you know, because yeah, with, with Murray's contract, what he's getting, yeah, it's kind of um, you know, and for the, like the two resumes, yeah, you would you would expect Jalen Hurts to get more of that more uh, guaranteed money, but uh, yeah, but I, I, I'm with you, you know, with Jalen Hurts and kind of. What he's gone gone through, you know, it's great to see him have so much success here at the NFL level. You know, th- he's going to, you know, him and the Eagles are going to get a Super Bowl in this time frame at this next five year deal. You know, and, and it, he just fits that like modern day kind of offense now with the quarterback being able to scramble and run, you know, he had 18 rushing touchdowns last year. And, um, you know, and you saw his, his development in the passing game this year. You know, he, you know, him and the Eagles have really done a good job uh, of figuring that out and. Look, you know it's uh, you know it, it's a great testament to him because yeah, as you mentioned, he battled so much adversity. He's done everything he could, and um, you know he's gotten so much better the last couple of years. So it's great to see. And you know, I guess it you know his contract, I, I guess shows it's now we get to the next part that the Browns did not uh totally change the QB market.
1: No, 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 they absolutely didn't, and good thing they didn't. Good thing they did because that was a no. desperate franchise that was desperate for a quarterback. So yes, they did not change the market, which is good. But you know, your two things you say lead me to my next two points, and 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 I'll get to my first one. You already answered this question about the Eagles, but the big question is: Will the Eagles win the Super Bowl in the next five years? And you already answered it, and you said yes. But this this and I and I have to, it hurts me to say this, but I I have to agree with you. I think they will. Because I trust that GM. That GM built that 2017 championship team. And let's be honest. They won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles as their starter yeah. against the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. When he had an all-time performance, too, in that game where he threw for over <laughs> 500 yards. So, so yeah, so they won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. And then he gets back to a Super Bowl five years later with another coach and another quarterback. I trust this GM. The Eagles have a top five quarterback right now in Jalen Hurts. It pains me to say this is a Giants fan, but in the next five years, I do see the Eagles winning a Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, I, I, I bet it does a Giants fan to, yeah, you know, with, with Howie Roseman's on and what what was it like three years ago, fans were calling for his job. Yeah, like when, it, he took it, Jeff-
1: when, he, when he took Jefferson, yeah. he took Jalen Rieger over Justin Jefferson.
2: yeah. Yeah, it got ugly there for for him for a bit. But yeah, he's done a really good job building this team, building back to the Super Bowl. He's done a great job in his year with the Eagles. So, yeah, I'm with you, I, especially with how wide open the NFC is right now. I think the Eagles, it's not, you know, maybe a little bit different that they're over in the AFC and with all those great young quarterbacks, but there's not as many in this league. And I think that's why the Eagles find a way one year um, to, to figure it out. And they'll, they'll they'll definitely, I think,
1: win a Super Bowl the next couple of years. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I hate to say absolutely, but that that looks like that's going to be the reality of the situation. But uh, you also brought up about setting the quarterback market and the Eagles, not, you know, resetting the quarterback market because they did not give uh, 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 Jalen hurts a fully guaranteed contract. Now what we want to talk about is what does this deal mean for Lamar Burrow and Herbert? I think if you're Eric DaCosta, you better have a deal ready for Lamar Jackson over 50 million and over 200, not fully guaranteed, but if you can get a deal over fifty million and and, and over two hundred or more guaranteed money than Kyler Murray, in, in that range, I think that Lamar is going to sign that deal. I think that if you're Eric Teccasi, you got to do that. Joe Burrow, this is a guarantee for Joe Burrow. He this is this there is no way he is not going to get a contract that's over fifty million per year or over two hundred guaranteed. He may even get fully guaranteed money without good he is. But he, there, there this, this is a guarantee. This well there is a zero percent chance that he is not going to get a contract that is over that is uh, under 200. He's, I mean, he's, he's going, the thing is this is guaranteed he's going to get a contract that is over 200 million a year and over 50, no, no, I mean over 50 million a year and over 200 million guaranteed. That is happening. That is absolutely happening for Joe Burrow. And then Justin Herbert, just, it depends on where he lines up between these guys. But he's probably gonna. I think Herbert is gonna get at least fifty million per year. Fifty million per year, and I think he's gonna get over two hundred guaranteed too. I think Lamar, Burrow, and Herbert at the end of the day are gonna get over fifty million a year and over two hundred guaranteed. That's what's gonna happen with those guys.
2: Yeah, I could, I could totally see it. You know, with Lamar, he doesn't have that durable, you know, appearance in yet. But yeah, I, I, you know, but the Ravens, I think, have already offered him close to what two hundred million guaranteed, and he still turned it down. You know, I know he can might, he wants more. We know that, but yeah, there's nobody that's going to give him a fully guaranteed contract anymore. That's, that's out of the table, you know, for him. So yeah, like he'll probably still get over 50 million, but he's not, you know, he wants that fully guaranteed and that ain't happening anytime. Nobody's giving that to him. There's not right now. There's not a team desperate enough to do that. Like the Browns did with Boston last year. There's just not. And yeah, with bro and and Herbert, they're both going to get pretty similar deals, but yeah, I think both of them will get more guaranteed money. Especially Burrow, because Burrow and Hurts, you know, they have the same type of resume. You know, they've been to a Pro Bowl. They've both been to a Super Bowl so far. They've both put up some really impressive numbers. I know Herbert hasn't gone to the Super Bowl yet. He doesn't have that playoff win, but again...
1: Look at look at look at his look at his highlights. Yeah, 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 look at the highlights. Look at the potential. The guy. Yeah, listen. Yeah, am I saying that Justin Herbert is as good as those as as Burrow or uh, Hurts? No, no. Looking at his playoff record, doesn't have a playoff win in three wins, and he blew a twenty-seven nothing lead in the playoff game. I'm not saying he's as good, but he's good enough to get paid.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, he's got all the physical tools. Like we we've seen it. You know, like we've seen it from him. You know, like again, he's got he's got everything that you know. He's got what, you know, again, like the coaching, you know, obviously we've seen has not helped them out at all, you know, but again, and again, like the Chargers, like we've seen what happened with Philip Rivers all those years in LA, like he was one of the better quarterbacks and he could never get over the hump. And, you know, that was kind of some of the franchise, some of it was him, but yeah, so far, you know, I expect Herbert to get to the Super Bowl one day. He's just, you know, um, in LA, he's going to be able to do that. But yeah, Burrow's going to get a ton of money, you know, he's, Probably one of the best pocket passers in the game. If not, he's probably the best, actually. You know, doesn't have the mobility like Jalen Hurts does, but he makes up for it, you know, and what he can do in the pocket. And yeah, with Herbert, we've kind of we, we've seen the numbers he could put up. Yeah, we've seen all the highlights. We've seen it all from him. And yeah, you know, he, he's another one that's gonna make a lot of money. But the the Bengals and Chargers better kind of start figuring out these contracts now because which, what you know, because whoever gets paid for bro or Herbert. The the next guy after that's gonna get even more. So to kind of save a little oh, bit of yeah. money, you'd rather kind of wrap this up now.
1: Yeah, they got they yeah. the, 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 the the Chargers and Bang the Chargers and Bengals definitely got to get this done by this summer because if, if if they I think they should try to get it done even before Lamar because if they if they get mm-hmm. if they get it done after Lamar it's just gonna get more and it's just gonna just keep going up. These quarterback contracts aren't going down; they just yeah. keep going up, and that, that's the reality of the situation.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 insane what these quarterbacks are gonna get. And again, back down the line, you know, what's gonna what, you know how much more money these quarterbacks are gonna keep making, you know. So yeah, it's 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 impressive what some of these guys be able to do. Um, it's a testament to them. But yeah, you know, Bengals charges. Yeah, absolutely. They they both are uh, both those front officers are definitely on the phones with with those two uh, with Burroughs and Herbert's agents and trying to kind of figure out a deal here long term because yeah, uh, those those two uh, as well are about to make a lot of money.
1: Absolutely. 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 So we got to shift to baseball. We got to shift to the Yankees and the Yankees did not have a good week this week. I know they won two games against the twins, but they, they, you know, they've lost three of their last five. And I think the biggest storyline for the Yankees is obviously Stanton going on the DL, but is that, is that, is that a a surprise that Stanton's on the DL? It's not a surprise at all. He's not played more, he's missed more than 20 games every year since his, since the first years with the Yankees in 2018. This is what the Yankees got when they traded for him. Yeah, a guy who can't who pretty who can't stay a very good player who can't stay healthy, and and, and you know and it's and it's had a trickle of down effect to the lineup because they've only scored two game two run, uh, four runs in their last two games, and uh and you and you look at this this team offensively you know over, over in the last week I mean Glaber's one for twenty one Judge's two for eighteen offensively this has definitely been a problem for this team and the, the, the offense has just not been as good this year so far Judge hasn't had the year he's had Glaber's gotten cold uh has has been good Stan wasn't he wasn't, wasn't even great when he got in the lineup LeMayu's been average for three years uh Volpe I know we had all those stolen bases but he's still hitting under 200 uh Kiner Falefa is absolutely terrible Franchi Cordero has you know has has cooled off yeah this this lineup has just not been that has definitely been a problem especially over the last week for the Yankees
2: yeah a lot of injuries you know Bader's been out Josh Donaldson's been out and actually Josh Donald's a rehab assignment I guess uh some soreness again last night. So I, I don't expect Josh Allison to be back up here anytime soon, even though he's not much of help, but yeah, you know, Stan, look, you know, like the thing with Stan is it's always a leg thing. Like, does he just not stretch correctly? Like, what is it? It's just, it's always some type of leg injury with him, And it's always yeah, rounding exactly. the base. Like it just, I don't, I don't know, but yeah. And the other problem is now two with them going in the out, whenever he comes back, you know, they're not going in the outfield anymore. He, they're, he's going to have to DH now every day. So You know, that kind of takes out that equation, too, now. But, yeah, you know, like, this lineup, it's been frustrating to watch, you know. Uh, Yeah, like, Judge is starting to cool off. You know, Glaber's kind of gone off, you know, had the hot start, but he's kind of come back down to earth now. Um, You know, Trevino hasn't been great offensively either. It's just, again, it's like this, I'm not shocked. Like, they didn't really make any obviously they had to resign judge like that. That was absolutely obviously, but I think
1: th- I, but I think the, pro- I was a must, but I think the problem is, is the team never, I really, Oh, well, the only thing they did to get better is sign Carlos Rendon. He hasn't even, he's been in Rodon and he's oh, been God. out for the last week. And, uh and they really were never able to improve really anywhere else. They were never able to improve the outfield and, you know, Volpe's hitting un- under 200 when they could have signed Trey Turner.
2: Yeah, they could have. And yeah, they could have. And yeah, it's kind of, again, I like, well, again, I still think he's had some good at-bats. I just, I think he's, I think he's got to just ground that corner here. But look, I I know you're saying like, yeah, like Trey Turner's, you know, would have been great. I would even look Carlos Correa more just because of the fire he brings. And I know that, you know, like I would have been fine. I know. Yankee oh, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind, it. I
1: wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it having Correa, to be honest. I wouldn't mind him. No. I was at the game on Friday night. He had a huge game against the Yankees.
2: Yeah, he, he destroys us, and you know, like I would love to have a guy like that in our locker room. We don't have any of those guys, you know. Again, I would have loved to have Andrew Benintendi back this year. I know he didn't want to resign here, and I get it. He was a Red Sox for a while, you know. I, I get it, but I would have loved that Benintendi in that outfield. Now, he, now you got to play Aaron Hicks every day, and again, he's again his his at bats are so bad. I you know. Like, it's not like he's batting 125 and he's hitting line shots and, you know, he's getting poor luck. It's he came to put the ball in play and his at bat stink and his attitude stinks. And it's just, it's just a ripple effect with him. And it, look, it's just, yeah, like the lineup stinks. Rendon, who knows when he's coming back. And this is why nobody else gave him a five. This is why nobody went above five years with Rundon. This is why, because of the injury concerns. It's,
1: but again, you know, that was that was a desperate new I, move by the Yankees to try mm-hmm. to get better in the offseason. Yeah. Mm hmm.
2: Yeah, it's just again, it's just the way the way it's going. And then do you remember last off season it was a it was like right one of one of the days right after they traded for Donaldson, you know, it was Cashman kind of saying, Yeah, you know, we love Gio, but like Josh Donaldson's like a better player than um Gio Rochelle. There was one guy who did play last night in yeah, third exactly. place in Yankee Stadium. Exactly, exactly, I mean, wasn't exactly. Josh Donaldson. Exactly. <laughs>
1: So. Exactly. You know, that, tra- that, that trade is, has not worked out for the Yankees. I mean, it did a little bit with Trevino last no. year. That trade has not worked out for the Yankees getting rid of, getting rid of, getting rid of Gio Grishella and getting, you know, Trevino who hasn't played well at all this year, Donaldson and kind of who is absolutely terrible.
2: Yeah. Kind of love, it stinks. It, Trevino was another one. This was, um that was Ben worth that. That was in that one. It who, I don't even know it was a real guy. Cause we haven't seen him yeah, in a year exactly. and a half.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. It, yeah. I just yeah, But yeah. As you mentioned, that trade stunk. Yeah, I know Gary's no longer in the league anymore, but look, it. it Josh Donaldson is not the same Josh Donaldson of five years ago. He's just not, and he can't stay on the field. And look, I know at the end of spring training, people are like, "Oh, look at his new stance and look at the bats." I, oh, please I'm stop. It, stop I, it. Yeah, I'm done exactly. with that. Yeah. Last year, we have to deal with him, and we get that yep. twenty-five million dollars off the book. So, exactly. Wait, what did Craig? Craig got right around that. Like we could have got great for Josh. Don-
1: like we could have.
2: Oh, it's frustrating.
1: Exactly. 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 So now moving on to the Red Sox, and they've actually been playing well. They swept the Angels, who we couldn't beat on last night, and they won. No, no, no. They won three out of four with the Angels. They lost on Patriots Day, but they won a big game last night. Alex Verdugo with the with the with the game with the RBI double to win the game. And uh, I and and I think this team. I think a big reason why this team is winning is their Devers and Verdugo have had off to really good starts. Their bullpens made a difference. Getting Kenley Jansen. I'll give Hyam credit for this. Going out and getting Kenley Jansen was a good move. He's four out of four in saves, but the issue still remains. I know Chris Sale pitched well last night. That's a little bit of a positive sign for the Sox rotation. And I know that uh I know they got a good start from Whit- Whitlock on on uh on, was it was it Saturday or, or this weekend? But Sunday. the prop Sunday, but the problem is this rotation is yes, too inconsistent. Sunday. This just then I think that's still gonna be the issue for the Sox going forward.
2: Yeah, that's still yeah, it's a big issue. Paxton, I think supposed to be doing some rehab assignments coming up. I think two rehab assignments coming up. I think maybe another week they might have him back. Um, so that helps the rotation out a little bit. But yeah, the thing is, how many starts do you actually get out of them? But yeah, they like they need Sale looked great. Like that that looked like the Chris Sale of old. You know, Corey Kluber again. They're hoping to get more out of. Hasn't been great either. Um, but yeah, you know. Brian Balo got, got rocked. He didn't look good. I know they were high on him coming in. They were hoping to get a better kind of year from him. He, he was not good um, on Monday, but yeah, you know, the bullpen has been good. And, and, um, Josh Winkowski, the guy who ended up kind of being a starter came up as a starter last year. They moved in the bullpen. He's been really good so far. He's been locked down. Um, I, he gave up a run last night in two innings, but he's been pretty good for him as well. So yeah, the bullpen has been pretty good. Jansen has been nasty. Um, you know, John Schreiber who, you know, it's kind of left off where he finished last year. He's been good. But yeah, it's kind of the rotation right now. Again, if you can you if Sale kind of figured some things out, which you looked like he did, maybe you get the Chris Sale bold, which helps. But yeah, the rotation, the rest of it right now is a
1: big question mark. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we're going to wrap up the show talking talking about talking a little bit of hockey. And last night, the Rangers beat the Devils 5-1 to to go up 1-0 in the best of seven series. And I think the Rangers are clearly the better team. You saw Sarah Tarasenko and Kreider set the tone in the first period last night. I think the Rangers are clearly a better team. I know Jack, Hughes is, you know Jack Hughes had a great year for the Devils. I mean, but I honestly, him and Dougie Hamilton are the only two players I can name on that team. These are not the Devils of old. They're a young team. I think the Rangers are, I know the Devils got more points the regular season but what does that really matter i feel like the rangers are clearly the better team and should win this series easily it should win this series i think the devils might give them a little bit of battle i think they may they maybe they win it in six but it would be good for the rangers to win this in four or five so they could be rested for the rounds coming up
2: yeah it would be but we know the rangers they don't usually uh they, they like to make things they like to make us sweat it out as fans so yeah i, exactly, I if we'll exactly. expect that you know but yeah i thought the rangers play really well that power play is so good and I loved how physical they were with Jack Hughes and, um, Nico, um, Houser, like the devil's two kind of young guys who haven't played in the playoff game before last night. And I loved how the Rangers kind of just set the physicality with those two. And I thought Igor played really well. He gave up the one goal on, on the, um, on the penalty shot there. But like, I, I thought, you know, they played really well in front of them. Yeah. You know, Crowder looked good, you know, congrats to him being the all time leading scorer now in the playoffs and Ranger history. Um, but yeah, I I like the way the Rangers played. Adam Five with the four assists. He's so he's probably the best defenseman a, as a creator in in the NHL. But yeah, like the Ra- the Devils have some good young talent. They came out of nowhere this year. Their goaltending's been good, but he didn't, you know, um, you know. But yeah, I think the Rangers have more talent. I think this thing goes six, just because I think yeah, Devils. I think probably win game two. Maybe they get get game five, but. I think the range should win the six, but yes, it would be really nice to kind of win at four or five. And more than likely you're playing the Hurricanes. It would be nice to kind of get a couple of days, extra days off
1: against them. And hopefully
2: the Islanders could, you know, take go go, go the distance with them and maybe
1: somehow surprise and get the upset. Yeah, let's hope the Islanders get a couple games at, at USB Arena. But we'll talk about the Panthers and the Bruins. And uh, and the, the big question is is do the Panthers have any chance in this series? Bruins won three to one. And honestly, I don't think the series goes more than five because I can't even name a player on the Panthers.
2: Yeah, Matthew um Karachek had forty goals this year. Like, this is a, you know, he's pretty good. Like the the Panthers had they were the President Cup winners last year, you yeah, know. I don't like, know how, how they won the president. Team.
1: I don't know how they had the best record in the NHL. I don't know how
2: they had the best they, record. They, they got hot last year for Ber- well for this year. Is just he got benched. I don't know if I, he like he's, he did not have a good year. The goaltending is kind of an issue. Um, you know Ekblad's one of the better defenders, but I think he was hurt most of the year. You know, good portion of the year. But I liked their young goalie and Alex Lyon. He left the softy, but you know I, I still thought he had a solid night in net. You know, for a guy that's only played about thirteen NHL games. You know, this year, like I, I thought he played pretty well, but. The Panthers, I could think, could win a game or two. The Bruins have been dealing with a bug. Bergeron's out again tonight. But, like, I, I the Panthers had, I think, more shots than the Bruins did. Like, you know, the Panthers had some opportunities. Yolmar played really well in that. I, I think the Panthers could steal one or two at home. But, yeah, I just, I think this Bruins team, was it Martian before the game, game one? It was either Martian, I think it was Martian, was saying, you know, like, there was a lot of butterflies in our locker room before the game. Like, you know, the, the Bruins know the amount of pressure they're under. So like if the Panthers can win a game or, you know, win tonight, maybe win one down in Florida this weekend. Yeah. Maybe you'll live out to worry about the Bruins because there is a lot of pressure on the team, but yeah, I think they should
1: win this thing in five or six. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's going to wrap it up on sports talk with R and Justin and Afrio. I'm Steve Risser. We will be back next week doing our mock draft and talking about the NBA playoffs. Have a great weekend, everyone. Jones, Turner's first down, wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is, av- is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is, since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team.
0: Look at this. They lob it to him. He taps oh, it God. in off the glass. How about that? Porter
2: Moore's, I think, right now is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down. Finch two for three. He's done his part.
0: Fitch has drilled the deep right field toward the poles
1: and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not They're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees.
0: Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group, and here at CMG we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Chowing About the G-Men, and great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, the Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting Clovercrestmedia.com.